This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Podcasts. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. Oh, yes, it is podcast time. Jerry Recco is off today. Rutgers had a late game against Syracuse last night. So Eddie Scazzeri joins me on the podcast. Good morning, Eddie. Hello, podcast people. Hello to the podcast people. So a big topic today on the show was, uh, you know, trying to chase down this Michelob beer bottle litterer in my town that I live, Bradley Mm -hmm, Beach. mm Mm-hmm. And uh, we found some things on the internet, phone numbers to to try to call them, that sort of thing. But uh, a couple of strange reactions I get from people on Twitter telling me I'm some sort of loser because I, I'm bothered by someone littering in my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. But I have civic pride, as we've discussed sure. on the show. Nobody wants bottles littered in their neighborhood. And in particular, because the guy was already arrested for it. Yes. And it, if it's the same dude, which you feel... Pretty certain it is. I feel pretty certain. It's uh, bizarre behavior. Very bizarre behavior for a 62-year-old man to then go back and litter less than a month after being arrested for it in the same spot with the same bottles. Right, the exact same thing. Which makes me think he either has some weird compulsion about it or he's doing it as like a, a death tribute to somebody. That was my thought all along. Like maybe this guy and his father used to share a Michelob while fishing by the lake, and it's just some sort of homage he 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 does. Mm-hmm. That's possible, or like you say, a compulsion, or just a big f you uh, to the police. Right. Very strange. Yes, I would think though. Like like my grandfather loved beer. Like I have, I have a couple of Schaefer beers in here from 1980. I have them still in my refrigerator. Wow. Uh, they were his beers after he passed, so he loved his beers. But like, if I were, I wouldn't throw an empty Schaefer bottle. Maybe I would pour out a Schaefer for him. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, pour it out. Right. The Tribute. L- exactly. Like scattering the ashes. Yeah. Like I want someone when I pass to eat a, a one sliver of Kit Kat for me in my honor. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Not or leave sh- the Kit Kat to be no. You know, melt in the sun. Or not that you eat the Kit Kat then throw the wrapper on the ground. That right. would be a terrible homage. Yeah. But it was interesting to see how much information you can find online these days. So I found the guy's various phone numbers, addresses, but there's also a lot of stuff that they want you to pay for online. Yeah. And I wonder, like, where are they getting that information? Because it's not like these are all random websites that I've never heard of. So I'm curious, like, where are they, where are they going to, to that I'm paying for to get this information? Right, so the numbers you gave me were not something you paid for. I did not pay for that. But for example, like if I have his license plate, mm-hmm. I can't do anything with that unless I pay for it, like to look up. Because I was using my own license plate to try to find information. Mm-hmm. 
just on myself to see if it was out there, and I right. couldn't. I couldn't find anything. I kept going to these sites where it's like free license play, blah, blah. And then by the time you get all the way through it, they want you to pay. Yeah. Yeah. They'll go as far as to tell you what make and model and year the car is that owns that license plate, but they do not tell you who the owner is or the address. It was just interesting that I was able to find this guy's information on, like, I I was able to see his unique car on Google Street View. Yeah, that was wild. Yeah, that is uh, right. Yeah, I, I've you know I've seen my own house and the my cars, but yeah, you know once it was like you know my car that I no longer have or my right. house before I did the the remodel, you know, so it wasn't up to date. But this guy, right? It's not a live looking on Street View. Correct. It's whatever the car, the Google right. car went down that street at one point, mm-hmm. and whatever cars happen to be out there, whatever your house looks like there, because people have done renovations on your house, they don't look the same, right? On yeah. Google Street, but it is cool. I do love Google Street View. It really helps, like if you're going somewhere and you're like, okay, what type of house am I looking for? Right, or what what kind of office building where the you know the doctor's appointment? What does yes. it look like? I've done <laughs> right. that a hundred times. Yes, yeah, so I like to do that one too. They're like, okay, I'm looking for. I'm going to turn into this place. I'm going to park in this thing. Okay, there's a Shell station. Look for the Shell station. Yeah, but I did have some listener uh, call me on my cell phone. And say, all of you, everybody's information is out there. You just got to look hard enough. And he, uh, so and he got it. And he got it. He called me. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I heard you talking about that on the podcast with Jerry. Yeah. And then he wanted to give you a sports take. Yeah. So I had to uh, block him. Tremendous. He, you, sir, have been blocked. You're blocked. That's and, right. By the way, speaking of being blocked, I got yeah. a call yesterday. I meant to tell you. I forgot, and you just reminded me. Uh, Tim from Milford. Uh, okay. is asking that you please unblock him from the Morning Show Twitter account. Tim from Milford? Yes. That sounds familiar. He was a douche. He, well, you know, he claimed, he didn't seem like a douche. and He, he said, claims uh, maybe he's uh, uh, matured. Yes, and it was years ago, and it was something about the, uh, I, I forget what the incident was, mm-hmm. something about uh, one of Craig's, uh, one of those like on-air bets we did or something. I don't okay. remember, but he was asking... If you would be so kind as to unblock him. All right. Well, I would need to. Um, I would need his Twitter handle. I think. Well, I think it's Tim from Milford. Oh, it actually is Tim from Milford. Yeah. Okay. On the Boomer and G on the show account. On the morning show Twitter. All yeah. right. I could do that. I could listen. I'm feeling very good today. I'll. Be, I could unblock him. And if he's a douche, then you reblock. Blocked him. again. Right. All right, that's good. Let me look at this. I'll have to look up. Uh, I don't want to do this on here because people be very bored. Yeah, indeed. But uh, let's see. Tim from Milford. Yeah, there was a time when I was like blocking a lot of people, mm-hmm. and now I just mute them so that they can still see all of the stuff I put out there. I just don't hear from them. Right, because you say the block is a badge of honor. Right, but some people like Maybe it. not for this guy. Right, maybe not for this guy. All right, I'll look for him, Tim from Milford. Uh, what else do I have down here on the list today? Oh, have you put your uh, Christmas tree up yet, Eddie? Yes. Well, because uh, I was off that uh, week of um, Thanksgiving. Yeah. Uh, I took the whole week because you know I didn't take some of the days I usually do with remotes and all because there were none and nowhere to go. So that week uh, we decorated uh, for Christmas. Even like before Thanksgiving, we had we got the the tree. We uh, did lights. I put lights outside for the first time in years because I had the time. Did you and go up on a ladder? 
Uh, well, t- truth be told, uh, my wife went up on the ladder because she nice. has she does not trust me <laughs> up on the ladder <laughs> with uh, good reason. So I, <laughs> I was her uh, spotter because she has visions of me, uh, you know, falling off the ladder to my yeah. death. So yeah, so she did. Now we didn't go up to the high peak of the house. That's right. never happening. Unless I ever get to the point where I can blow uh, two grand and have uh, those tree light services come and, and uh, yes. you know, or, you know, house light services come. Right, the house light point. people come and yeah. set it up for the bougie rich people. Yeah, and uh, well, and I, I think it's about what I, because I actually did research it because I was like, yeah. well, this is crazy with the ladder. It's cold, the whole thing. So I was, uh, and it's about more or less two grand for the initial, wow. for the initial investment. You know, because you're buying the lights that first time. Okay. And then, um, but after that, especially if you don't pay them to store it, you know, if you have a place to keep them, then after that, it could be about $700 uh, each year. But still, that's pricey. That's very pricey. Yeah. Now, but if you're going to really... you just Why can't they just use your own lights? Well, you know, you they buy the, you tell them, you know, they could, I guess they could do that. If yeah. you had your own lights already, but if you're going to do it and have this service, you're going to get it where they're going to go up on the peak of the house and do it, you know, so it looks really nice and pops nice. Right. So, you know, and if, if you probably don't have enough lights to cover your whole house, like they would do it, so whatever. But still, as I would have to have a lot of disposable income to right. spend all that money. Yeah, that every seems year. like a lot of cash. It, it 700 does. bucks, especially it, around holiday time when you need cash. Correct. Cash. But I uh, was uh, talking to some people and they say, you know, once you get, you know, you don't even have to, you just, you know, on the day that they're going to come, they, they call you, they let you know, and then you just put out all the lights for them. Unless, of course, you're paying for storage too. Uh, right. You put out all the lights and then they just uh, come and put them up. I wonder what those people do the other time of the year, like these people that have these businesses where they put up Christmas lights. Like, what is their other jobs? Yeah, it must be something, you know. Uh, maybe lawn service guys do it. Perhaps, yeah, maybe, right, because that's totally a dead time because uh, mm-hmm. even the fall cleanups are done. Or, you know, I know a lot of people decorate for Halloween now, getting more and more intense. Oh, yes. So perhaps, you know, that's another little side uh, project, you know, I haven't seen like lights and elaborate displays. I mean, I see elaborate Easter displays, but no lights, right? You know, but uh, you know, in St. Patrick's Day, Valentine's Day, I think after Halloween, it would be Easter, would be the next biggest one that I see people decorating the outside of their house for, mm-hmm. which I've never done, but um, yeah, good times. You need one of those big snow globes. Yes, yeah, with inflatable. The, with the, yeah, that's blowing snow everywhere. Those are cool. Yeah, I don't know if I'll ever do the inflatables. It's just, yeah, doesn't appeal You get to a me. real tree or a fake tree? Well, we uh, for years we did get a real tree. And then when we first started training for the seeing eye, we got a fake tree. Because um, would they pee on it with the yeah, dogs? Yeah, whatever. Because like they're they, new dogs. Or eat it or whatever. If yeah. they're younger, it depends on where they are, you know, when Christmas falls, when you have the pup how old he is. So we did get a fake one. And so this year, since we put it up so early, we did go with the fake. Now, if I had my druthers, as they say, mm-hmm. I would get a real tree all the time. But, uh, you know, you got to make compromises in life. Right. That's what marriage is all about. That's compromise. right. It is compromise. Yeah. 
yeah, I've been seeing a lot of people like, oh, I, I, I'm on all these Facebook groups for greyhound owners and things, and the dogs that had just come from the track and entered the homes and things, they, you bring a real live tree in here, they want to pee on it because mm-hmm. they don't know any better. Right. Yeah, that's what the trees are for. Right. Like, hmm, this is perfect. Now I don't even have to go out in the cold weather. I'll just pee on this thing. Right. Or let me see if there's a bird or a squirrel in here, which there <laughs> could be, as we've found out. <laughs> right. They can be just hiding up in your tree. Yeah, and then you have a total S show. Right. Now, will you start listening to Christmas music yet? Um, not real. Like I, I have sort of, you know, I've heard a few here and there, but not something that I went out of my way to put on. It's you know, I, I burn out on it so quick. Me too. I just, I can't, I can't take it. So I know I haven't even done any as bumper music yet. Because I'm like, I oh. know, yeah, yeah, you burn out on it. So you know, I, I'll wait probably, you know, maybe the week. Um, leading up to Christmas to maybe if I feel like I need to, you know, sort of get into the spirit. But no, I, I, you know, I don't, it's not a big focus for me. Right. And your favorite Christmas song of all time is? Wow. Oh, gosh. Oh, I thought this would be an easy one for you. I thought no. you'd have like a rock and roll or like a Father Christmas. Well, I love Kings. Father Christmas. You know what it is, you know, and you now that I'm thinking about it, and this is a non, favorite non-traditional Christmas song. Yes, non-traditional would be a fairy tale of oh, New York. Yes, the, we've discussed this. Yes, we have the Pogues. The Pogues. Yeah, because about getting drunk on Christmas and yeah, yelling at each other. Yeah, and right and right fights and you know bars and all that stuff. Calling them each other sluts and punks. Yeah. And- Right. All sorts of things. Yeah, there's some words that are not PC anymore. Probably may not have even been PC when it was recorded. Right. And I found out about it because I had an album back in the 80s, a CD, uh, called the, I think it was, uh, was it A Very Special Christmas? Or maybe A Very Special Christmas 2? And mm-hmm. it was on there. The Pogue and, song was? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. It definitely wasn't on A Special Christmas because I remember that one very well. Or it could have been on something called The Edge of Christmas. Right, that sounds more like it. Maybe, because, yeah, maybe that Edgy was Edgy tunes. The other one was like, oh, they were all like family-friendly yeah. songs. Uh, although it had that, uh, you know, um, Baby It's Cold Outside, which is not allowed mm-hmm. anymore. That's out. Evidently. That's so, right. uh, yeah, so maybe it was The Edge of Christmas. Um, but I don't know. Rock if, Christmas. Yeah, but that that's, that's a really uh, sort of a different kind of a, a Christmas song. Yeah, that's on my list for a- sure. And traditional, you know, I, I don't know if it's, uh, I don't know. Maybe it might be a, one of the Bing songs, although not White Christmas. Although I, lo- I love the Drifters' White Christmas. It's one of my faves. You like the Bing with uh, David Bowie? Oh, Little yes. Drummer Boy? Love that. That's a great, that's actually on the edge of Christmas. Love that one. Uh, and uh, Christmas in Killarney. Which is a, a Bing one, which is you know an old tune, um, and I love the Nutcracker, which is you know classical, music, classic. But mm-hmm. uh, I do love that whole um, symphony, if you will, or whatever it's called. Um, I do like the Nutcracker Suite a lot. What about the What about the Peanuts? Love Vince Guaraldi. Yeah, yeah Vince Guaraldi. Yeah, love him. Peanuts uh, Christmas. Yeah, those are all. Those are my you know my favorite. If I had. But my one real favorite, I, I would have to be the Pogues. If I'm, yeah, you know, actually now thinking about it and jonesing for a Christmas song, and I like the uh, the Who's Christmas, which people don't consider a Christmas song, right? Um, 
you know, from uh, from Tommy. From Tommy. Yes. What about, uh, I'm looking at my list of my favorite ones. What about Christmas is the Time to Say I Love You by Billy Squire? You like that one? Yeah, it's okay. You sort of returned me on to that one. Yeah. Uh, I do like that one. Um, but but the problem with the, the Who's Christmas, there's no intro at all. Right. It just, do you ever know? Right. Tommy doesn't oh, know what. the children, they get so right. excited. Tommy doesn't know what day it is. Or what time it is. I also like uh, Merry Christmas, I Don't Want to Fight Tonight by the Ramones. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. And there's a Monkey's Christmas song. that is, I don't know that one. That's on, that's on that album, The Edge of Christmas. Yeah. Ooh, this Edge of Christmas sounds like a great It is. Uh, it's, it got a lot of weird stuff on there. Then there's... Huey, uh, uh, Huey Piano Smith and the Clowns have a good version of... I mean, it sounds like old, like 50s, you know, yes. old. But uh, they have a great version of Silent Night. With an old piano. Uh yeah, it's got horns in it and piano. It's just a good arrangement. And actually, uh, I have to have Imus to thank for that because he used to love that and used to play that. Mr. Imus, and, along with the Drifters, I had never heard the Drifters or uh, Huey Piano Smith, their White Christmas or Silent Night before working. Before Mr. Uh, Imus, before Mr. Imus, yeah. Mr. Imus turned you on to it. Then mm-hmm. Queen has a Christmas song. Thank God it's Christmas. Yep. Mm-hmm. I love uh, the classic uh, song from uh, Grinch. You're the mean. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. Mm-hmm. Always good. And uh, everywhere it's Christmas, which was on a Beatles fan. Uh, they used to send out a little album to the people in their fan club. Fan clubs. So, and you'll hear that uh, everywhere it's Christmas. I guess it's an old tune, mm-hmm. um, but uh, I like their little version of that. And they actually have. Then there's another one. Christmas time is here again, which is a little weirder. Uh, not as fun, but they're both very short yeah. uh, songs. And, uh, you know, so This Is Christmas, John Lennon, um, you know, the, the, the standards. There's two great ones that I like from my favorite Christmas movie is Christmas Vacation. Mm-hmm. And there's the theme to that called Christmas Vacation, which is good. Mavis and then, Staples. Uh, this one is, uh, let's see who does this. This one they say is Dominic Hauser. Maybe she does a version of that. I think hers is from the movie. Oh though. yeah, maybe they just have this labeled incorrectly. And then uh, Mela Kalika Maka, you know that one? It I was do. Like the the Hawaiian Christmas. Mm-hmm. I do know that I'm classic. With that. Another classic. All right, Eddie. I have got to walk this dog. I, I I've hear. got a caper to solve. You do, or at least uh, plan my next moves. I have to call my doctor to see why they didn't why I, why I don't see a PSA level check for my uh, prostate. Mm-hmm. So uh, to say I'm um, be busy this afternoon, that that would be an understatement. And, and ask your doc. You know, I don't know. I don't know if they do this for people who are actually non-diabetic, but yeah, I get a hemoglobin A1C, which is okay. a three-month indicator of your sugar level. And I did get a hemoglobin. What's that? I did get a hemoglobin test. Let me look. Yeah, but A1C is is a Oh, shift. yeah, I got it. You did, and the number? Hemoglobin A1C, 4.6. Oh, you're fine. Yeah, because mine, as a type 1, and yeah. and this is, and people, since I've been on the uh, continuous uh, blood, uh, blood glucose monitor, yeah. uh, since I've been on that, my, you know, because I was, had climbed up over an 8, no good, and uh, I am now under a 7, which the doctors are thrilled with for a type 1 diabetic. Yeah. Now, for a normal person, I think people start getting concerned if you go over 5.5 five hmm. or over a 5. But I think you're still okay. 
Now, my LDL cholesterol, which is the bad cholesterol, is at 99. Standard range is under 100. So I am just on the, I'm mm-hmm. hanging on. Yeah. Not well, great. I mean, you know, but, and you eat so well. Melakalika maka. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's uh, do the warm-up show. I did that with CeeLo, I believe. Today. Okay. And I think Jerry? Uh, you have Jerry back tomorrow. Okay. That's good. And then Mon- I think he's out next Monday and Tuesday. What? Let me see his schedule. Let me look at the Jerry Rocco schedule. He's, uh, Jerry is out Monday, Tuesday. Monday's oh. easy because I've just got a lot of NFL stuff to do. Yes. Well, I was thinking of the podcast, and we're not going to be breaking down the NFL on the podcast. Oh, that. Oh, right, 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 right. No, we will not be. All right, we will see you tomorrow, Thursday. Yes. Which we know around our parts as the Mark Chernoff Thursday post-show meetings. Yes, enjoy that. Always exciting. We'll see you tomorrow. So, so. so. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And Jerry, no guests, no calls, and no real content. That's right, no real content. Jerry Recco is off today. I think he did Rutgers Syracuse, and I heard Rutgers won in the final moments. He was very pumped up. So CeeLo joins me. Good morning, CeeLo. Oh, good morning, Al. Did you just hear that uh, result on Brad Heller's update there, or did you know that already? I knew that already. I saw it on uh, Twitter. Oh, very I saw good. that, uh, said that uh, Rutgers won, and I saw Jerry's Twitter. He seemed very excited about that. Sure. It's a win, and he doesn't have to, he didn't have to get up at 2 o'clock in the morning. Right. So, so a that's a win-win. Win. That's a double win-win for him. Bang. Bada boom. So I guess now, based on last night's uh, Cowboys-Ravens game, where the Ravens won 34-17, that the Cowboys are done, the Eagles are done. So the NFC East is really a Washington-New York Giants battle to the finish. It's a two-horse race, as they say, Al. A two-horse race. The Giants have the tiebreaker because they beat Washington twice. Correct. That's Daniel right. Jones has never lost to the Washington football team That's in his right. young NFL career. In his long, illustrious NFL <laughs> history. So the Giants, as they say, CeeLo, control their own destiny. Indeed. So as long as they went out, they're in good shape. Oh, but sure. Yeah. They've, they've got a little bit of a tough schedule, and they have the Ravens coming up, which everyone was there. For whatever reason, it seemed around here that people were already starting to pencil in a win because they're like, yeah, the Ravens kind of <laughs> kind of fell apart, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but they're back. I mean... That's right. They're I back, I don't know Cilla. if they're back, back, but yes, yeah. they're a competent football team that exactly. presents some problems. Yes, I would agree. I like that. They're a competent football team that could present some problems. Yes. They ran for a team total of 294 yards on those Dallas Cowboys. It's almost as if the Cowboys didn't realize that Baltimore likes to run the football. We're a running Jackson. team. Yeah. So they, I don't know what they've been preparing for for yeah. like the last however long it's been. <laughs> didn't work I, out so well. And I saw the when I was reading the game story on that with the Ravens running for 294 yards last night against the Cowboys. 
that the the Cowboys gave up 300 yards rushing against the Browns earlier in the yeah, season. Yeah, their defense I mean, is just atrocious. And by the way, oof. I forgot. I wanted to say this, but I wasn't. I couldn't remember for so sure. You Googled it, right? A quick, quick uh, Google of their schedule that the Cowboys had been off since Thanksgiving. So they had some time to ample uh, time to game plan for this one. They had some time to adjust and get things together and maybe prepare for a running football team, a running quarterback. Lamar Jackson ran for 37 yards right up the middle for one touchdown mm. early. Dallas coaching staff leaving a lot to be desired here in year one with Mike McCarthy at the helm. Yeah. Do you think he's out of here? Out of here. I mean, it's not really one not year, right? Jerry Jones's MO in, in, in a long time now. Right, he doesn't toss but, guys out in one year. Yeah, I mean, you kind of have the built-in excuse of the, of the Dak injury. Not to say that they would have been, you know, winning the division if he hadn't gotten hurt, but it does kind of. I mean, he was throwing the football all over the place before he got hurt. So That's offensively, true. they looked like they were going to, you know, put up huge numbers before his injury. It was the defense that's really the issue. So perhaps that's where they focus their changes in the off season. As we know, Mike McCarthy is an is an offensive side of the ball guy. So perhaps it's the defensive coaches that take the fall and they they uh, clean house on that side. Of the yeah, ball. let's fire those guys. Right. Bring in somebody else. Like the Jets did. Yeah. I did find this interesting. I, I was uh, going through Twitter this morning, and uh, Craig had a Craig had posted a video, or he he grabbed it from a Jets account, some you know a Jets fan account, not the New York Jets account. But uh, it was when Greg Williams was signing autographs at Jets camp, and some guy asked him, "What's your favorite play to call?" He mm-hmm. said, "Cover zero. Yeah, I would imagine a lot of defensive coordinators would say that, right? That's what bring the house. Yeah. That means, yeah, man, it's it's man coverage in the secondary. There's no extra. There's no deep safety. There's no zone. It's you got your guy, and everyone else is getting after the quarterback. It's like uh, street football. You're covering this guy. You're covering that guy. Yeah, pretty much. You, Did you ever play zone defense when you played two-hand touch in the street? Sure. Flag Did football as well. zone defense? Yeah, I mean, it never really worked all that well. Right. But <laughs> you know what it was? It was like, you know, if you if you were the fat kid or you had the fat kid on your team— and you're playing against somebody really fast, and you knew he couldn't stick with him. You had to adjust your coverage right. and go with the zone. <laughs> right, right, right. You had right. You you had one guy that was your guy, but you knew he wasn't a weapon, right. so you could keep your eye on the other guys who were weapons. Yeah, fat wasn't nice. How about slow? How's that? Slower, less athletic. Narps, narps, a lot of narps. Yeah, I didn't like. I played a flag football in this one uh, co-ed league, and dudes would like sometimes. You know, it was one of these leagues where you had to throw to a girl every set of four downs. Like, okay. a girl had to be in the mix. Mm-hmm. So, if you didn't throw to a girl in first and second down, all the dudes would just cover girls. Well, that's a, that's a, seem right. that's a bad job of... <laughs> it just didn't seem like it was in the spirit of the game. No, I understand. But, you know, that you can't become predictable, Al, right? You can't show tendencies. I guess. So, if you, didn't, if you left yourself no other choice on third down, right. you're playing right into the defense's hands. Right. You got to be a little bit more versatile there in the early downs of the series. I feel like in the NFL, whenever I watch, whenever they show like from up above a play and teams are playing zone, guys just go like the old school down and in on the when you would play street ball, you mm-hmm. go down and in, and there's no one there. You're just sitting in between coverage. That's what they call a zone beater, Al. Yeah, but it seems like it's easy to beat a zone beater. I mean, if you have the right play called, or if yeah. you have a wide receiver that you can trust with an option route, where he he's going to run his route based on the coverage that he reads, and then he's got to be on the same page with the quarterback, all in the span of a couple of seconds. Yet, I also feel that a good quarterback, if he has one-on-one coverage, will always be able to get the ball to their wide receiver. So, what do you do, Celo? I don't know. 
And that's why How the offensive cover? numbers are prolific in the last let's Very call it, prolific. 10 years. Yeah. Very tough to play defense at a consistent consistent level and keep points off the board and keep yards off the board. And I was actually looking forward to seeing Des Bryant play against the Cowboys yesterday, but he got the coronavirus. Were you, though? I mean, I was. he barely plays as well, it is. maybe this was going to be his big breakout game. Maybe I they guess. were saving I mean, him for I the feel, Cowboy I game. I feel bad for him. He's out on the field. He's, you know, hugging former teammates. And then all of a sudden, the, the medical staff or the doctors have to yank him out of there for another test. And the next thing you know, they sent his butt home. And he was tweeting about drinking wine and going to cope. He was out there hugging cowboys while he had yeah, the coronavirus he was, he was on the field oh, no. warming up and it he was and it, yes can we yes. test these guys before they go on the field and well, hug they, people they did test him and then i guess his result was inconclusive so oh. then they ran another test and i guess while the result of that second test was coming through was when he was out there warming up i'm not a hundred percent sure on the timeline but i do know that he was out i mean they showed the footage on the broadcast last night there was also i know uh Somebody tweeted a picture of him hugging one of his former teammates <laughs> or coaches that I think has been since deleted. Uh-oh. Mm, maybe the NFL got to that individual. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you feel bad for him as a as a, as a a human, but it certainly didn't, didn't stop the Ravens from doing what they needed to it do did last not. night. Maury Povich should start getting in on that, testing for coronavirus. Like, he does the uh, pregnancy test. <laughs> you are not the father. Yeah. You'd be that. You do not have coronavirus. Well, hopefully, none of us soon will have coronavirus to get this vaccine out there. Vaccine, and, uh, yeah. You know, get that pumping. So. Where do we go for that? Go get in a long line? Uh, probably, yeah. I mean, I don't know when, where else. But I, I did read yesterday. I think it's supposed to be in New York City next week or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I saw that on News 12 yesterday. Yeah. They did say, I actually did see them practicing. They were practicing how they were going to administer long lines of cars with getting coronavirus. That you, it's just a long line in your car, and you get up there right in the arm, and there you go. That was a good sound effect. Can you repeat that? Look at that on demand. It's like, may we see your arm? I can't. Coronavirus. Did you you. see um, the second person to receive the vaccine in Great Britain yesterday? Did you catch that individual's name? I did not. What is his name? William Shakespeare. William Shakespeare, he yeah. got the coronavirus he vaccine? Did. Second guy in Great Britain yesterday. How did he get it? Well, they started, I mean, they, I think a lot of people in Great Britain across the pond there are starting to get it as of the last couple of days. They got I it before us. A, we're America. Yeah, well, you know, we're lagging behind these days a little bit, I guess. Get Bill Shakespeare over here and give <laughs> Bill, him the yeah. old corona, coronavirus. Shakes. Get him out. Get him over <laughs> here. So he was. Yeah. The, who was the first person? I don't Someone know. Famous? But, uh, probably the queen not. of England. Hence why this oh. gentleman's name was making the rounds. And it's not William a spoof. This is legit. That's his real name. William Shakespeare. Hmm. One of the greats. Then, then I also see uh, last night, uh, not that I guess it would have really mattered, but the uh, Cowboys kicker, Greg Zerline, three missed field. He had a rough night. Yeah, he was not Greg the leg last night. All right, he was kicking like I saw those videos of Evan Roberts trying to kick field goals. That's a, yeah, a little bit more power behind Zerline's, yeah. but yeah, as far as the accuracy goes and yeah. the dependability, it was not there. No. Not good. No. Were they they weren't chip shots though. They were like north of forty yards, I think. Correct, but his nickname is is Greg the Leg. So his reputation oh. has always been that he could hit the long field goals. To kick the long field goals. When he was with the Rams and then he kinda had some injuries, ended up with the Cowboys and uh, he had a rough night. Yeah. Greg the Leg. Greg the Leg. Left some I, points on the board. I saw a couple interesting things about New York City while we're at it here, mm. CeeLo. One, I read a story in the New York Post that many alert Twitter followers sent me that uh, had a story about a Chipotle in New York City that's being overrun by rats. Oh, boy. 
and the people that work there are having to whack the rats themselves. They drop in big, heavy boxes on the rats and things. Like it's, it's, they're overrun. So this, this makes it into the New York Post. New York uh, Post. How long until that individual, that specific location is shut down? I would hope by like I would hope open of business this morning. Yeah. Or whenever Chipotle is open. I guess you just got to assume that in New York City, every restaurant's got some sort of rat <sighs> okay, situation at fine. a minimum. That fine. But now that this is out there and it's apparently a you know a rat epidemic there at yeah. the, at this Chipotle, mm-hmm. if it's so bad that yes you're right most restaurants you assume have it, but if it's so bad that the New York Post has decided it's worthy of printing a story and people are bringing it to your attention, this is probably a little bit more than your average situation. So we're gonna have to shut this place down. I remember too, like you know looking for parking in New York City, and you'd be over near like where a restaurant is and you're trying to parallel park over there and there'd just be rats running all around. You're like, they have to be getting into this restaurant. That's why they're here. <laughs> that would make sense. They like to hang out and frequent the restaurant district. Yeah. Yes, right. Either know, either they, they know where the restaurant throws its trash or they know how to get in there. Yeah, speaking of, the I mean, food. the trash on the, on the, the sidewalks is still out of control. In New York city or Yeah, I mean, I was walking in, uh, in Midtown yesterday near radio city I mean, I'm not talking about a couple bags. I'm talking about, and this is not like early in the morning. This is, you know, 10, 30, 11 o'clock. There's just trash everywhere. Like just as far as that- thrown out onto the street. Stuff that should be picked up by sanitation. I, I suppose. I mean, some mm. of it wasn't even bagged. Like, I don't know what's oh. going on here. Maybe it was bagged and someone tore into it, but it's a bad scene up there. Uh, in a lot of the towns, even in the suburbs, when it gets very windy, trash goes everywhere. Yeah, I don't think this was a wind situation. And then another one more rat-related thing before <laughs> we take our first break. I saw this on uh, KFC uh, Barstool's uh, Twitter this mm. morning. Somebody sent him a photo. A guy was walking home uh, in New York City, and there was a rat hanging. Yeah, I saw this. <laughs> like, it looked like somebody hung a rat. Yeah, definitely and the guy staged. said he the guy said he almost walked into it. <laughs> Oh my gosh, probably was looking down at his phone. Right. As imagine many of you, us do. If you walked face first into a rat hanging <laughs> a from dead the rafters. Rat. Yeah. Good Lord. With a noose around its neck. Right. Somebody actually had to go do that. Put a noose around a rat's neck and then hang it. Maybe that was someone that works at Chipotle trying to send a <laughs> message to the rat community. <laughs> Listen, you want to come in and take the food? This is right. what happens. This Watch is what happens step. to you. Yeah. All right, CeeLo, let's take a quick break. When we come back, let me scroll through what I have here, what looks interesting for you. I've got a thing about drones. I've got a a story involving an NFL, or sorry, MLB Mm. umpire. That's not good. I've got Ben Stiller getting in the mix with the Knicks. Oh, I want to hear about that. I have uh, the the Michelob Ultra uh, guy. I'm sorry, Michelob Logger guy is back in my town. I'd like to go over that. Oh, mystery. yes. I did see that on your uh, Twitter yeah, yesterday. Yeah, so all of that coming up after this very short, uh, very, very brief break. And it's sponsored by Mercedes-Benz oh. of Morristown. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. 
This is the new normal. Oh, hi, we're back. Jerry is out today. CeeLo joins me. This is a great uh, While My Guitar Gently Weeps. Tom Petty, Jeff Lynn, and the great Prince does a amazing guitar solo. This is from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame a number of years ago. Outstanding. Oh, the Prince uh, guitar solo in this is crazy. Worth its weight in gold. Oh. Oh, oh. He was a terrific guitar player, Prince. Oh, no doubt. No doubt like, about uh, it. He was like Eddie Van Halen. Now, but also Prince. You're you're pumping this guitar solo. Is it? Well, is this is probably like what this version of this song has got to be eight nine minutes? I would guess. Uh, this is a six minute and twenty second version of the song. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So at the Prince solo probably comes in at the what four minute mark or so. Yeah, that's a great call, CeeLo, yeah. I believe at the four minute mark. But Solid. if you Google it. What's interesting about it, if you Google it, it's like Tom Petty, Jeff Lynne, uh, George Harrison's son, I think, is playing on it, too. And it's like all those dudes hang out together, where they did Mr. Petty has passed. And then Prince just rolls up and does this screaming guitar solo, and they don't appear to even know each other, like Prince with all these guys. Probably not. But Got him respect. In there. Yeah. Just have him roll right in, bang respect out the solo, it. and then see you later. Right. I found the uh, biggest, uh, most 2020 headline of all time, or all year, and I've written it down, and it goes like this. Joe Exotic asks Kim Kardashian to help get him presidential pardon. That is pretty good. I mean, that is 2020 in a nutshell. I had one for you, but I don't think it tops what you just read. Mm-hmm. I'll read it to you anyway, all and right. then you'll tell me which Ooh, one headlines. you would vote for. Ready? It's like headline versus headline. Okay. So that's a, that's a very good one. Good one. It's Joe Exotic. It's Kim Kardashian. It's President yes. Trump. Right. It's got it all. This is Trump related. All right. Ready? Donald Trump knows that aliens exist, says former Israeli space chief. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I was talking about. Like <laughs> Obama was recently on a talk show, and, yes. and someone had asked him, I forget which talk show it was, someone had asked him if, if he was briefed about aliens. And he said he was briefed about UFOs, but what he's he, not saying anything. Right. He was going to keep his... Keep and to me, if anyone's going to run their mouth about aliens, it'll be Trump 100%. when he gets out of office. Right. So I'm looking forward to that. That'll be like the first thing in 2021, you know, yes. after the inauguration, he gets out of there and he'll be running yes. to tell somebody all of You know what? He'll probably put it in a, in a book that he's going to write, make, no. million, make millions off of it, you know? He's got to go on that late night overnight show that Eddie listens to sometimes, uh, Nori, George Nori, with all the alien conspiracy theories and things like that. That's coast where he needs coast to AM. Go. Coast to coast AM. No. And he loves Trump, too. Oh, he does. Perfect. Yeah. Although Trump would really need to do that. If you want legitimacy, you got to go on like a real... Right. That's what I mean. It would have to be something with much more exposure. No offense to the show that Eddie listens to. What about like a Joe Rogan? He's into <laughs> UFO talk sometimes. I don't think it popular. has to be someone that's into UFO talk. <laughs> 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 well, you don't want... The former president of the United States giving the information people have been dying to hear about for decades and decades But now. I don't want... like People will poo-poo it because it's coming from Trump. Oh, you know what I mean? Joe like, Rogan won't? I mean... What does it matter? No, no, I'm just saying, like, uh, like even if Trump does come out and tells us all the things about aliens, people aren't going to believe him anyway. Well, that's his own fault. That's an entirely different argument president. altogether. Right. Yeah, That's what stinks. Right. Here's a very strange uh, story for you, CeeLo. Uh, it says here, I got this out of the New York Post, but it's, uh, it's, it's, it's all over now if you Google it. Longtime Major League Baseball umpire Brian Onora. Mm-hmm. Busted in sex sting at Ohio Hotel. Oh, boy. Sex trafficking. Sex trafficking. Yeah. He is a married father of three. 
Ooh, that's a tough one. Yeah. That's a tough I one to figured. go back and tell the the wife and kids. Yeah. Unfortunately, I, I, I'm sure there's a lot more of this that goes on than we yeah. know. These guys spend a lot of time on the road. and certainly not excusing it or siding These with umps. him. But yeah. not even just umps, just anyone involved in professional sports, right? Players, right. coaches, officials, umpires. Broadcasters. Broadcasters, yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Ah! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's not why Jerry is off this morning. No, just to make no, that clear. of course. Jerry loves his hotel sleep. 13 other men. Oh, 13 man. other men. But that's the thing. If you're an MLB umpire, you're the guy that gets the newspaper headline. Yeah. And they must have loved that when they like, you know, when they, they pull you aside and they go, well, what is your name? Where are you from? What do you do for a living? <laughs> MLB ump. Oh, we've got our face. There you go. And it's plastered we've, all over the tabloids. Oh, it's plastered all over the tabloids. He's got, do you think it, it's got to be tougher to tell your kids than your wife? I think. Dep- uh, yeah, I guess it depends on the ages of the kids and if they really understand. But if he's he's 57, so I'm sure his kids are, are grown now and would yeah. certainly understand what's going on. Yeah, that's, I don't know. I don't know that I could choose which one is easier or tougher. They're both pretty bad. Both bad ones. Yeah. I do think sometimes, like in my like, I don't have children, but I have a eleven uh, year old nephew. I have numerous nieces and nephews, yeah. but the eleven year old is the youngest. I feel like he looks up to me. <laughs> I do things in my life thinking, what would little Drew say if someone had explained to him what I did? I'll tell you one thing little you know Drew I mean? would say is, don't call me little Drew. I'm 11 now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's maybe lose the little Drew. All right. Okay. Other than that, I'm sure you're doing a great job with your conscience and making but the you, right decision. That is a good way to think of it, though. Right. Yeah. You do have to think of things like that. Like if you have kids or your wife, like how would this get explained just to somebody? And what would this do for me? And the other thing was this dude is 57. Yeah. I would think at 57, it's like, I just want to get back to the hotel, watch murder mysteries, and order food. Now, that's you. Yeah. Others, maybe not so much. As Boy, we learned recently are... in the last couple of years with Bob Kraft, right? You don't have to right. put an age or a number on this. You know, guys some people, catch a certain kind of mood. They got to do what they got to do, I guess. Some people are super sexed up. Like yeah. Even at 57, Bob Kraft is in his, what, 80s or 70s at a minimum? I would have... Oh my gosh! He's gotta be. Is he? Yeah, I would. I would You're guess Googling in his Bob 80s. Kraft's I am. Age. I am. I would guess in his eighties. Almost. Yeah. He will be eighty next June. Eighty next June. So a Happy couple years birthday. ago, he was in what seventy six, seventy seven. Yeah, yeah, he was in his late seventies yeah. when he did that. Yeah, they come in all shapes and sizes, Al. I guess so. I like listen. I figured like a guy in his twenties or thirties, all sexed up, will look for action anywhere he can right and this probably not 50, paying for it right this dude 57 wife and three kids at home yeah. come on yeah come on bro it's a bad look it's a very bad look a uh, ben stiller you know him he's a actor big director fan. writer long, long been a big fan you're a long time fan i of ben am stiller celebrate many of his uh his his performances yeah I know Boomer loves Meet the Fockers. Oh, he yeah. loves that. Well, I he mean, loves... Meet the Parents was the first one, but yeah. Right, Meet the Parents. Yes. But he and he loves that he's a male nurse. Boomer loves that part That's of right. it. That's right. Greg's a male nurse. So <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, Ben Stiller himself, longtime Knicks fan, and says his all-time favorite player is Bernard King. Okay. Well, Ben Stiller and his production team have joined in on there's they're gonna be there's a biopic in the works on Bernard King. But I don't feel like Bernard King has had a crazy life where I feel like these biopics 
you got to have some controversy. Does he have controversy? Does he yeah. have any edge to this it? This was I like don't... last week when you asked me about the Sabathia documentary, and I reminded yes. you that he had the, the yes, alcohol issue, and, and that, was that changed now. it for you. I don't know enough about Bernard King's life to really say. It's a little before my time. But nothing stands out like, oh, this Bernard King is trouble. Right. Well, maybe- Are you Googling Bernard King I right am, now? I am, yeah, yeah. Me too. Trying to Same educate here. myself here. I always go right when you go to uh, when you go to Wikipedia. I scroll right down to personal, personal life. life. And I go, <laughs> yeah. Okay, up oh, here we go. While playing for the Jazz, King was <laughs> arrested and suspended for coke. Oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. Okay, not from his Knicks days, but oh uh, boy, well, he, yeah. Oh well, yeah. Okay, I see uh, it. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Up. Yep. Oh, okay. you just got your answer, Al. He was also charged with multiple counts of. Uh, yeah, see a little show sort. prep. You could answer your own question. <laughs> Bernard King took six different lie detector tests, claiming he was so drunk he had no recollection of what had happened. All right, I'm in. Now I'm interested. If we're going to cover all this stuff, I'm interested. Do you really it? think he's going to green light a biopic where they color cover all this stuff? Or is this he a better. non-approved? This no, does not have the Bernard King stamp of approval. It's approved. It is, okay. Yeah. Right. But listen, Craig did his documentary and approved all the bad things in that. That is true. Wow, how that do I not true. know that about Bernard? But is there anybody... That doesn't have a shady past. I'm legitimately. Sure it's a short list. It's a short, a very list. short list. They do exist. Because I'm like Bernard King. I don't remember anything bad about him. Google, slide down, this Wikipedia, personal life. Boom. There. Something it is. that happened 40 years ago. Whatevs. Not not that that takes it away. It just right. may not be on your radar because it is from quite My some time goodness. ago. You were you were how old in 1980, Al? I was 11. Yeah. So 69, 79, L- 80. Little Al. Wasn't locked in on. I don't remember what that. What's going on with uh, Bernard King? I feel like that uh, drug stuff and things. Like when I was a kid watching baseball in the eighties and things. Like I, I don't know that I was aware of all the drugs going on. Like was I aware of what was going on with Dwight Gooden in eighties? You know, after the World Series. I, I guess I was because I'm sure it was big news locally. I just don't feel like I was. I, I don't feel like I was tainted by that stuff when I was younger I watching mean, sports. That's like those of us that grew up in the steroid era. Were we really right. aware of what's going on at the time? You know, did looking you back just... on it, it's like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. But right. as it was occurring, as as a kid, did I think about that? No, I know Me, the people no. around the game say like, oh, you know, we knew it was you knew what yeah. was going on. You didn't really say anything about it. And being a little older than, well, certainly a lot older than CeeLo, and a few years older than Al. When the Gooden thing came out, yeah, I was I was crushed. It, really, it affected me. Like I didn't really think about what was going on. I thought you know maybe, but I didn't think he had you know they partied, but I didn't think he had a serious issue, which he mm-hmm. has struggled with for now decades. And it but, bummed you out as a oh, kid. It crushed me. That uh, Bill Gallo a cartoon of you know the Mets fan Yuki with his head down and and Doc sort of hanging his head. It was it 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 touched me. Look at Eddie pulling back the curtain here. I love it. How Bury old were you, the Eddie? Emotions. Uh, in 1980, that was early 1987, so yeah. I was not yet 20. Oh, yeah, right in the wheelhouse. Yeah, right. Oh, big time, big time. And so, now, by the way, you hadn't quite started here then. Yes, correct. Uh, Eddie had been here 10 years. No, already. because well, that, FAN had right. just started in. You said July. early 87, right? Yeah. And okay, I, so you're not I, quite there yet. And I started. I was not an original. Right. People think that I was uh, September 89. Okay. Right. Thirty's been here, eighty nine to ninety nine to two thousand nine, two thousand nineteen, thirty years, thirty one years. Quite a run. <sighs> a legend around these parts. By the way, speaking of that CC Sabathia documentary, you and I talked about. We said, "Ah, this is buzz, no buzz." And yeah. you were like, "Oh, he had that drinking situation where he left the team in the playoffs." I was like, "Up oh, now, I'm in." 
Uh, we will have CC Sabathia on uh, next week, I Perfect. believe, uh, promoting that documentary. Outstanding. Stay tuned right here, CeeLo. He's very good on the Al. air as well. Yeah. Isn't it the 21st? 21st. So Monday, so not next week, the week after. Two weeks from uh, a little under two weeks. So <laughs> now that we just cleared that up. <laughs> get yourself a calendar and mark off the days. I mean, that is CC wise. Sabathia. You want to promote the appearance, make sure we get the date right. That's true. Yeah. Get the date right. So Do that one obviously has his approval. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. That one has his approval. Yeah, yes, we have to take a break. Talking. All right, let's take a break, and we'll come back. What else do I have here? Mm-hmm. I have a Sam Darnold thing. I want to get to my Michelob bottle mystery. And I have a question for you Oh, on the other side. I got a little Mike Tyson, Michael Jordan, all the greats. Uh, on the other side, uh, do you have a, a sponsor here, CeeLo? Yes, Al. Once oh. again, we are sponsored this portion by Mercedes-Benz of Morristown. Hmm. Al and Jerry, social distancing before it was cool. That's right. For many years, I've been social distancing and hiding in my house and barely leaving. (laughs) CeeLo joins me this morning. Jerry is off, scheduled day off. Is he in tomorrow? Are you in tomorrow? This is is. a uh, a one-off deal for me this week. It's a one-off, yep. It's a one-off, okay. I did have a quick question for you before you get to all your other pertinent items on the show. Yes, very pertinent. So now where you're living in Bradley Beach, where you park your car, is it outside or do you have a covered area? A no, it's outside. outside? I, I, I almost I swore I would never purchase a property without a garage, but here I am. Here you are. Okay. Now, have you run into a situation yet uh, this late fall, since it's not technically winter yet, where you've gotten in the car in the morning and the uh, tire pressure indicator light comes on? I have not yet. Okay, I had that this morning. It happens all the time. I hate it. I am obsessed with my tire pressure. I mean, and some t- listen, if, if you don't have one of these current cars that gives you the exact reading in each yep. tire, the indicator comes on, and I mean, it could be 25, could be 20, could be 15, you could have right, a you flat, don't, you, don't you have know, no idea. You don't know what you tire know it is. some sort of issue, you don't know what tire it is, you don't yep. know if, if you drive for a little bit, is it going to kick off, is it going to you know, gonna heat up a little bit? So I had that this morning. As I basically got no sleep and decided to leave a little early, thankfully I did. And of course, the one, the first gas station I stop at, the you know the the air the air machine broken, it's not Busted. working. I had to go to the next one, and then the the gauge wasn't working properly. So basically, it's just guess and check here at you know two forty five in the morning. It's twenty five degrees out. Yeah. But I managed to, to, I was like, oh my God, how many, I'm going to have to stop at multiple gas stations. This is going to be a disaster. But I was fortunate enough to just get the right amount where once mm-hmm. I got back in the car, it kicked off and I was able to get here. In time. That's good. Yeah. I actually have in my trunk the the portable one where you plug it into your cigarette lighter or your power your power thing That's and you, thing you could pump up your own tires. That sounds like something that they would have sold at Brookstone back in the day. Back in the day, but now it's available everywhere. Right. And in fact, Jer- uh, Jerry had a funny story. Uh, I think a year or two ago, Jerry had one of those in his car. He gets off of a plane from Rutgers right. and gets <laughs> uh, gets to his car in the parking lot at Some Newark Airport. Forsaken hour. <laughs> yeah, like he's in a suit, and it was like you know one o'clock in the morning, and he's going to come right to work and sleep on the couch. Uh. He gets in there, tire 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 low, like it's flat. So he breaks out his the thing he has in the car it's so cold out it breaks the air (laughs) (laughs) the portable air compressor he had oh it was legit flat i don't know if it was flat i just i I, maybe it was low i think he had to end up changing the tire i think it was flat good god yeah that's that's the last thing you want getting off the plane and knowing you're only going to get maybe an hour nap or so right boomer's couch yep that's a bad scene so let me give you a quick update here CeeLo. i moved to bradley beach 
I walk my dog. I see, I used to see all these Michelob lager bottles, yeah. two, one or two every night. Got and they were there. thrown in jail pretty much, right? They were there every night. And we talked about it on the radio. The police looked into it. Yeah, evidently this has been going on for years. <laughs> they catch the guy one night, 62-year-old gentleman from a nearby neighboring town. 62. And they throw him in jail. I guess maybe he had other things. I have. I don't know what. I don't. I wouldn't other think you get standing warrants. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you get thrown in jail for throwing <laughs> bottles, but who knows? Repeat offender. So they keep. They get the guy. It's in the police blotter. You know, they give the guy's name. They they give your name and address when you get arrested mm-hmm. in some of these police blotters. So you felt like you really did a, a service to the community here. I do. Cleaning I up felt the streets. Like, I felt like I did a service to the community. Some people will hit me up on Twitter and go, you loser, but as if they want litter in their town. Like, right. No one wants litter. And there was clearly something odd going on. And by the way, I profiled them perfectly from my watching of these murder <laughs> mysteries. I said, Michelob Lager is an older man's beer. Okay. I said, probably an old fisherman because there's a, there's a lake there. And who what was it? 62-year-old man, fisherman. Bang. You throwing his bottles. Now. I did. Could no, it even solving all these unsolved mysteries. Right now, it gets better. So there have been no bottles. Guy was arrested. I'm sure he's out, not in jail for throwing bottles around. So whatever. Now it's two thirty in the afternoon. I turn the corner and I'm I'm on the road with the lake, and I see I'm walking the dog, and I see way up ahead a car pulled over. And I'm like, that's odd. There's no reason. There would be no reason for a car to be pulled over where he's pulled over. And I think, hmm, when I get up there with the dog, let me see what's going on up there. Something's going on up there that he's that the guy's pulled over. So I, so as I'm approaching, I never saw the guy get out. I when I turned the corner, the guy was already in his car. Mm-hmm. So as I get probably a hundred yards away, the guy <laughs> drives away. Did he floor it? He didn't floor it, but he drives away. Okay. I get up to where he was, Michelob bottle. Of course. Now just one? Just one. All right. Now. I did further investigation. I did not get the make and model of his car, but I I I did note a unique color car. Okay. And what did you assign for a name of this color? Uh like a, a, it's a blue, but it's not your typical blue car. Okay. So the when color you, is when blue. you call the police, you tell them not no, no, your no, no. typical I didn't call, blue. I didn't call the police. I I'm investigating. Oh, okay, okay. Fred Al Duke's PI. So, I'm like, hmm, interesting. Now, this is all circumstantial evidence. I didn't see the man get out of his car and throw the bottle, but it is interesting that the bottle was there where his car was pulled over. And this is the spot where this has been occurring? Uh, Give or take? Give or take. Hmm. So, when you commit a crime, your address is published. So, I happen to know where this guy's address is. So in my head today, I was like, you know, I'm going to do a drive-by today, see if I see that unique colored car. Very, very good, Al. Mm. I'm going to circle you, back, follow circle up back. on your uh, observation from yesterday and see if you can confirm the circumstantial evidence. Correct. So today, I put his address into Google Maps and I look around. Wouldn't you know it, that car is parked in front of the house on Google Maps. Oh, that's tremendous. You don't even is have to make the trip now. Look at that. You saved yourself a trip to try and check this guy's house out. Is this a, what is going on? I don't know, but he clearly didn't learn his lesson. He's going to need how do a I stiffer get, sentence this time. I actually look, Googled how do you become a private investigator. <laughs> I did because I was like, I could do this. <laughs> uh, in New Jersey, you have to have uh, a law enforcement background. 
background, meaning I what? can't a degree like you have to in like criminal justice, not just or a degree. You I mean you have to get certified, but you have to have some years' experience in in the law. Right. Usually, it's some, a retired police Correct. officer will will do PI is almost like a semi-retirement job off on their own. Right. Make some extra bucks. On I top need of someone the pension to, they're collecting. I need someone to take me under their wing. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Take no, me I, under I, your I wing. Teach me your skills. Clearly, I have skills. I went to Google Maps, the color of the car. I mean, I'm putting it all together. I mean, that's like the odds of that happen. I mean, that you, incredible. you couldn't have played that out more perfectly. Absolutely but incredible. But someone takes you under their wing and teaches you their skill, but it still doesn't give you the requisite experience, right. I'd imagine, to be an official. Correct. Guy. And let's be honest, if I was ever accosted or confronted, I'd be scared. Oh, well, of course. Like if someone was like, dude, you following me? Yeah. I'd be like, no, no, no. No, 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 no. Let me run inside and call 911. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you could be somebody's deputy P, deputy PI. Deputy PI? De, yeah, assistant like the, to the PI? The, the, the PI puts you in charge of some of the day-to-day tasks that mm-hmm. he or she doesn't want to be bothered with, right? Right. You're you're a up-and-comer. Be on the, you're a go-getter. You want to be involved. I want to be on the front lines, though. I want to be Well, you just dusting, told me you don't want to be on the front lines. I want to be dusting that uh, bottle for fingerprints. Oh, okay. After the fact. Yeah, after the after fact. After the suspect has left the scene, the criminal like, has wanna, left the scene, you yeah. come in. So like crime want, CSI. Yes. I want to pick up the bottle, put it in one of those bags that you seal. Yeah. Evidence bags. Yeah. I can see that. Al Dukes. Private dick. <laughs> <laughs> Public pain in the ass. <laughs> Incorporated. Uh, LLC. Work the work your dog in, right? Mm-hmm. She, well, yeah, she's a good, she smells. She's a good oh, smeller. Yeah. I mean, if I get your trainer, most dogs are. Oh, yeah, I see. CeeLo yeah. Doug Peterson has made the switch to Jalen Hurts at quarterback. Mm. Says they need a spark. Yeah, a little late for that. No? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I we're do pretty like, much out of the race now. We're gonna go for the spark. I do like a uh, switch up for a spark. I do think that works. That's fine, but it's what is it sparking them to now? It's just something. Pick? I mean, look, I, I understand from this standpoint. That's true. Let's, instead of we need a spark, how about, and I understand the coaches are never going to say the season's over and we have nothing left to play for because what kind mm-hmm. of message does that send? A bad one. Hey, we drafted this kid in the second round. Let's take a look and see what we've got. What do we got that here? That makes sense, right? Yeah. Because a couple weeks ago, if you recall, and I found this quote at the time to be odd when he was first starting to get asked about, hey, why don't you play Hurts? Why don't you play Hurts? And he goes, well, you know, I feel like that would be sending a message to the rest of the oh, team right. that the season's <laughs> over. <laughs> so now he goes to the guy. Right. But now it's we're looking for a spark. Need so a who spark. The, who the heck knows, They need a defibrillator. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As the <laughs> great Bruce Springsteen once sang, you can't start a fire without a spark. Jalen is the spark. Yeah. I mean, I, guess, I suppose if you're going to hold on to a glimmer of hope, the NFC East is the division to do it in, as we know. Right. But, man, they've, they're have they swimming uphill. That's not right. Swimming in the swimming, deep end. They're Running swimming, uphill, swimming, swimming in the up, deep end. Upstream. Upstream. Swimming Thank upstream. You. was the word I was looking for. Thank you, Eddie. Very good. Like the salmon do when they look to mate. Right. Correct. Which was outlined nicely in more than Seinfeld episode back in the day. You forgot about the, that? I did forget about that. Yeah. Jerry, it was a Jerry, I forget what episode it was or what the context was, but there, Jerry was explaining the, I think the difference between the salmon and the tuna. One swims upstream, one swims downstream. No. Mm-hmm. I don't know that one. I'm disturbed. I'm a disturbed Seinfeld fan that I, I pulled see that. that out of my head, pulled that out of the hat at 549 in the morning here. And a very sad story in the NFL, Gardner <laughs> Minshew begging begging to play for the Jaguars, but instead Mike Glennon will get another start. Right, and so we just lambaste Doug Peterson for his messaging on the reason behind the move. 
Right. Doug Marone now says Mike Glennon gives them the best chance to win. But the NFL needs guys like Gardner Minshew. Yes. Minshew, miss you. Yes, of course. Like Mike Glennon is a bore. Exactly. Gardner Minshew's got a mullet. He's got a, uh, a Hulk Hogan mustache. He wears headbands. He's a spark, if yeah. you will. Well, yeah. I don't know, again, that they're looking for... They're not really looking for the spark, though. They're looking for wins? And that's the problem. No, they're looking for losses. Oh, losses. They're yes. looking for losses, too? Yes, they are. Oh, I forgot. Of they're course. battling with the Jets. Right. Had the Jets not, you know, gaffed away the game with the Raiders, thanks to Greg Williams, the Jags would be in the driver's seat for the number one pick. Wouldn't that be great if uh, Marone came out and he's like... Uh, you know, listen, Mike Glennon gives us the best chance to lose. <laughs> exactly, And yes. we've got to get a high draft pick yeah. in here. <laughs> or he gives us the best chance to win, pregnant pause, the number one pick in the draft. Listen, we don't need Gardner Minshew rallying the guys around here to yeah. get us a win. No more Minshew mania. Save that for another another team. Minshew we mania. Need the number one pick, and then we'll get him out of here. He can go play for someone else. Minshew mania running wild. Trevor Lawrence step in and be our quarterback. I'd love to get Minshew Mania playing on a team that would appreciate him and where he could play in a town that's like into dudes with mullets well, and mustaches. Well, they were very into him down there when he they first were. burst onto the scene, but it's Jacksonville. It's the Jaguars, let's be honest, yeah. right? How's Trevor Lawrence going to feel about if it's the Jags, you know, potentially going to play his home games in ruin London? His, ruin his career. Once, uh, you go to a Jaguars, you're finished. Right. As a quarterback. Shad Khan is focused on this, you know, this London relationship, which yeah. got put on hold this year because of COVID, obviously. But at some point, the NFL is going to go back across the pond, and the Jaguars, I'm sure, will be heavily involved. So you think for Trevor Lawrence, the better place to go is the Jets over the Jags? Oh, hell yeah. It is, right? Uh, yeah. Even though it's New York there's and you'll get yelled a, at? There's not even a, there's not even a debate. Hmm. And I mean, that, that should tell you all you need to know because that is... In no way, shape, or form am I trying to pump the Jets up or give them any sort of compliment or credit, but still. Right. It's New York. It's a huge market. And maybe mm-hmm. Bill Cower coaching you. Correct. Bill Cower's yeah. probably going to be coaching. Boomer uh, mentioned it. I got a lot of tweets about that the last couple of days. You did. I, I don't know if I'm buying that. Interesting. Not sure I would I'm go right at the 620 update. Go right at him, Sila. I'm not questioning right what him. Boomer had to say. I just, oh. when push comes to shove, I'm not sure I buy that. Bill Cowher is going to be the guy standing at the podium when the Jets right. introduce their next coach mm. or the dais, whatever it's going to be. The dais. The Zoom call. All right, let's go to a quick break here. Amy Lawrence, I believe, has a sports minute. Do you have the topics? Oh, yeah. It's about uh, it's really how the Big Ten these days is just making up the rules as they go mm. along, Al. How dare they? It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry. The superheroes of WFAN. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, is there an NFL game tonight, CeeLo? 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 Oh, standing by for CeeLo. We had NFL games every uh, night here, uh, uh, Eddie. I thought maybe there'd be another one tonight. CeeLo's dead. All right. He's passed on. God bless. All right, what else do I have here, Eddie? Mm-hmm. Oh, did you see Michael Jordan's uh, golf course down in Florida? If you would like drinks, they'll send them to you, not with uh, someone in a cart, but uh, with a drone. Oh, is that right, Al? Yeah, they drone. <laughs> and I saw. <laughs> Where did you go? And I rose I s- from the dead. And I saw a video of these uh, dudes that were on the golf course. They ordered some uh, bottles of beer because I guess it wouldn't work with mixed drinks because it'd spill all over the place. And this drone just came out of the sky. <laughs> 
carrying a big, like a box, and it lowered it onto the hole that they were on, and the guys ran over and got their beers. That's and amazing. Then, then the drone, the drone went back up and. Got a lot of modern the, technology. Back to the clubhouse. Another good sound effect from you there. I thought we were supposed to have drones delivering us our Amazon packages. That doesn't happen. That was a thing that was going to happen. And then they decided that the drones would be too uh, dangerous, I guess, flying all over, like, let's say, New York City. Yeah. We <laughs> love giving that. Into each other. Yeah. We love them so much, we're giving them away today and all week.